With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Pittsburgh Steelers fans, it is time once again for another episode of the Steelers Sunday Night Q&A. And I got to tell you, I'm really excited for this one. The draft is over. There's so much to talk about. You have so many things that you want to say. And this is kind of like a uh, a dream pairing for me because I've never gotten to do a one-on-one show with Kyle Christ from What Ian's Talking About. And I bought a similar hat like that. <laughs> on this excuse me on january 1st 2000 excuse me 1994 at three river stadium and i had the same exact thing but i attached a face mask to it so i it was great and i had an opportunity to sell that at a chargers game in 2005 and guy said i'll take that off your head for 100 bucks and it was in Sego, and i did wow. not do it and yeah so and, and you didn't it, do it for a hundred dollars did not do it. So that very hat got me on a got me on a Super Bowl commercial with ABC back in the Monday Night Football days. So Oh, so know? you're the Hollywood one. I'm out here in LA, but you're the true Hollywood. So first of all, have you been to I mean what what was it, Qualcomm or Jack Murphy back in the day? Have you ever been to the, that San Diego stadium? Yeah, I went to the I went to the Mike Vick. Uh, start what okay. uh so that was how many four years ago now i can't even remember oh gosh that was seven that was 15 seven years ago gosh yeah 
I'm getting made fun of for my hair already. Yeah, I mean, the haircut's coming on Thursday. It's just, it was a long <laughs> weekend. Let's let's put it this way. And I'm not going to say there wasn't a nap today. Um, but no, so that, here here's something really interesting. So this was 2005. And there was supposed to be a Monday night football game in San Diego in 2003, but you were dealing with mudslides at the time. So that ended up going to Arizona instead. And then in 2005, that was going to be the first Monday night football game in San Diego in nine years. And it was great because there were so many Steeler fans everywhere. And we were on the visitor side and we were like nine rows up right behind the Steelers bench on the 50. That was in the StubHub days where you're like, all right, it's just one ticket. I was there with my best friend and like, let's do it. Let's just pay it. And so we went. It was a fun game. But to start out, so Schwarzenegger was the governor at the time. So he was going to be in the booth. And do you remember Monday Night Football, how they would do the uh, they would do this little vignette at the beginning with, are you ready for some football? And the show and Nicolette Sheridan with a towel and all that kind of stuff. And they, they would do all this crazy stuff and lots of ABC synergy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So they had a, I don't know whether it was a drill sergeant, but somebody from the Navy, cause that's a big military town. And they brought, they brought the girl out who was the, I guess the PR director. And I don't know how old she was. Not that old, maybe about, mid to late twenties, she comes out and they gave us, they gave us these little washcloths. They were white sponsored by diet Pepsi. And it's that a hundred percent chance of lightning. And they had these little, they're like washcloths for us to wave. And so she comes out and says, all right, drill star Sergeant Steve is going to say this. And then are going to say, are you ready? And then, then you'll go, are you ready? And then we'll go into the Monday night football theme. And when you do that, you wave your white towels. And then, you know, Steeler fans, that's a challenge. Challenge accepted. What do you think they did? So you're so I'm sure that when they cut to the camera, the Steeler fans had their terrible towels. Well, before that, they just interrupted her. The camera wasn't even on. They just whipped out the towels. The here we go Steeler chant came out. And she's they went stop. It was about 75% Steeler fans. And the next thing you know, this poor woman said was, come on, guys, we're in San Diego. And you know what happens then? What do we do? We get louder. San Diego, the Chargers organization has never learned their lesson, whether they're playing Renegade, uh, you know, during the game. Uh, this, this, I went to the Chargers game in L.A., uh, this past season, yeah. and they were very conscious about not showing Steeler fans. It was very hard. It was a lot of very tight shots on the <laughs> one Chargers fan. One dude. There's a Chargers fan right there, you know? And the guy in the Ray Mysterio mask. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's that guy. They keep showing. Yeah, that's really funny. So it was – so I'm there, and I'm in the moment. I'm wearing my Tommy Maddox number eight jersey. And so I uh, – I decided, and I was a lot thinner back then than what I am now. So I just, I had the eye black on. I had the same hat you're wearing and I had the jersey on. I just whipped off the jersey. I'm shirtless. I'm just going crazy. Next thing you know, the guy comes over the yellow shirt says, sir, you have to put that shirt back on. I'm like, what? what's the deal in San Diego? You're not allowed to have your shirt off at a game? 
You went full big owl. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, is that a role? You're a Californian now. Um, yeah, in California, any guy that's uh, you know under a six or below on the hotness scale, yeah, not allowed to take a shirt. <laughs> well, I thought I was higher on the hotness scale, Kyle. I mean, but they're, they're all right. Thank you. you I don't know. Let the chat decide, right? <laughs> <laughs> it is their show. It's the Q and A. So the uh, I had the eye black on and I had that hat. And I had the towel going, and I see the Monday Night Football was a, a female operator, and I see her just go like this to me. And so when she did that, I just went like this, and I started twirling the towel. And right after the Steelers won the AFC Championship game, I'm on my way out to work, watching Mike and Mike, because I want to see everything I can see. And they're like, we're going to Bill Cower on next. And so I'm like, all right, I'm not going to go to work yet. I'll stay around and hear this. Then I just hear the Monday Night Football theme. Dun, 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 dun. Are you dun, the dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Are you the dun, best dun, fan dun, in football? Dun, dun, Are you this? Dun, 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 Are you hawk your wedding dun, ring for tickets and they're showing all these crazy fans? Next thing you know, you just see me going. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's me. <laughs> Without without uh, any uh, authorized authorization of likeness or image, <laughs> where are the royalties? I, none, and I cannot find that on YouTube anywhere. So, oh. so I'm I'm looking for it. If I could ever find that commercial, that is me on that commercial. So I'm very proud. That was a long time to explain that I have the same hat. So I do apologize. Mm -hmm. This yeah, that was all one story. Congratulations. I thought that was, you know, I, I thought you were wrapping up about the, four times. There. I paint the picture, Kyle, but we, we I don't love to talk about Schwarzenegger was there. There's a drill sergeant. Uh, anyways, so this is your show. This is your first Sunday night Q&A. So, man, we're going to talk to them. Let them, gosh, live chat, throw in the questions. No man, board. They're vicious already. I can't believe it. I thought draft day was a uh, was like uh, Steeler Christmas, where we it's peace and love to all goodwill on men or on earth or something, you know. <laughs> so I'm going to ask you. So we're going to kick this off. What is Kyle Kreis's vision from the weekend and the draft? What What's your opinion? I'm fired. You know, fired up. There was initial shock after that first round pick. You know, where it was like, what's happening? What's happening? But uh, this, like I said, you know, this is the time where all new draft picks are getting sized up for their yellow jackets and, uh, hope springs eternal in Steeler youth. You know, uh, we'll see who makes the roster and who doesn't, who makes the 53, who makes the field. But, uh, right now we've got, I, I you know, I'm, I'm giving it an A plus plus grade. I love it. I, I had a lot of fun and, if you check out my show bad language tomorrow that will be on the audio only side at noon i'm going to talk about the fact that you know don't grade the draft yet and don't say this is what we should have done because you don't know what they know so i'm going to leave it at that but pedro we're going to start with pedro here pedro almaguer jr so i take it mason is out kyle what do you think you know this seems to be the popular opinion right now but I, you know, I think that patience uh, heads will prevail right now. We've got, we don't know what we have yet. We still don't know. No one's taken a snap anywhere. Let's wait until at least that first or second preseason game to see what we have. Uh, Mason could be out, could be, but 
you know, I think that the QB room is strong with Mitch, Mace, and Kenny. It's, uh, it, I, you know, it's, there's no bad reason to keep three. I'm not saying let's have a three-person uh, QB competition for, for QB1. We saw how that went back in the Jim Miller era. Uh, but I think that all three deserve their place in the room there. They, they, you know, they earned their contracts. The Jim Miller era, you know, he started that Jacksonville game in Jacksonville in 1996. That was his only start. Poor guy. I think he was benched in the third quarter. Yeah. He's like, they're, they were done with Jim Miller. (laughs) Mace does have hurt feelings probably, but you know what? They told him ahead of time. Uh, you were, you know, we're going to add to the QB room. They told him that, and they should, if they had half a decent, decent agent, they know that a, a round one QB was in the cards. So they shouldn't be, they shouldn't have their feelings too hurt. Mason. Yeah. Uh, he, it sure is. He's bummed out. I'm sure. And how Mitch too, I mean, you know, Mitch came in here a, a minute ago and was kind of, uh, you know, they gave him his crown. Here's your QB one, uh, King, but not so fast, you know? Oh, that's that's a thing because I am having trouble remembering what Tommy Maddox's outlook was when Ben Roethlisberger was drafted, but that was a different situation. He was the quarterback of a five and eleven season the year before. This is my gosh, you bring in the number one free agent, and yes, he's the number one quarterback free agent. There's no there's no arguing that because he really was. He's not. They didn't acquire him in a trade now the russell wilson's of course those guys there's so many people that were highly sought after but they had to be acquired in a trade but when you're talking about unrestricted free agents mitch was the top of the heap so not only did they do that now they went and got the who they believed to be the top quarterback in the draft now one of the things that dave schofield jeff hartman and i have been talking about the whole weekend is We kind of love the fact that the Steelers took the first quarterback off the board because you knew who they wanted and you don't feel like they were settling for a a guy because their guy got picked, like the Artie Burns situation. (laughs) What are your thoughts on that? No, thank goodness this played out how it did because we know who the Steelers uh, QB1 was on on that draft board and they got their pick. There's no what could have been isms. There's no what about, you know, all the Steelers truthers out there with their conspiracy theories. Whoa, you know, we should have, could have, you know, all that can be laid to rest. Uh, Steelers got the guy they wanted. They got the position they wanted. You know, uh, uh, you know, everything played out in their favor. So the fans should, as we try, if we trust the process and our Hall of Fame GM and Hall of Fame uh, head coach, then we should be we should trust the process that we should have, we should find comfort in the pick uh, of Kenny Pickett. That's you know that's that's a long way to say great pick. <laughs> well, I'm glad you like the pick. Now Johnny Bravo asked this question, and now Johnny Bra- Bravo has been on a Shrek kick asking questions about Shrek. Now he wants to know if I'm going to grow out my hair like Kenny or go bald like Shrek. Man, the hair's getting long. Um, gonna tell you, I am a mess. If you look at uh, if you look at my chart, I'm sure my medical chart is not great. But I won one hereditary lottery, one genetic lottery, and it's the hair. 
I turned 50 this year. There's not a bald spot to be found. As you can see, there's I'm good. And it's getting a little long in the back, which I could go with a mullet, but I don't want to, uh, man, I already had the greatest mullet ever in 1988. I don't want to really, you know, I don't really want to denigrate that mullet. So I'm not, you're not going back. You're, you're, you're not going to go back for uh, Kenny's sake. I guess a good question is, will Kenny inspire a new generation of Steeler fan haircuts? Ben uh, uh, notoriously had some of the worst haircuts uh, throughout <laughs> his career. Um, you know, thank goodness those didn't really pick off, you know, take off here in Pittsburgh, but you know, will the, will the picket mullets, uh, come back? You know, I, I don't know. I could see it. I could see it being hot in Western Pennsylvania. Is that, well, I, some places, I don't think the mullet ever went away. And <laughs> it, I'm from Richland high school in Johnstown. And, uh, when I go back to Johnson, I see, I still see some really nice mullets. You the go party never it. stopped in the back. Oh yeah, it never does. And no, I, I had a good one back in the day. And then 1991 happened and the 90210 craze. And I went with the Luke Perry sideburns. So there you go. And then I never really went back to the mullet. <laughs> so Sherry knows the mullet still lives. Yeah. If you go, <laughs> the further you go down 51, the further south, there's more mullets. <laughs> That's awesome. Get those questions in. Next question does come from Sherry, and she wants to know, what about the Austin pick? Did we like the Calvin Austin the third pick? Kyle. I mean, uh, yeah, on paper, I love it, right? The fastest guy in the world. Um, you know, I think there was some controversy even over the 40. What's, what's the real 40? He's too fast to be registered by mere mortal devices. Um, <laughs> so that's a plus. You know, I can, but I remember the days of, you know, everyone, I don't want to bring, I don't want to say the D word, Dree Archer, but, uh, you know, hey, I'm ready to see what he does on the field. Uh, you know, two two wide receivers early in the draft tells me that they're probably going to see more uh, playing time than maybe some rookies in the past. So I'm excited for it. If this guy can show that kind of speed, you know, on, on as we say, on, uh, on Sunday ball or, you know, then... Uh, I'm, you know, all for it. Do you love this wide receiver room now? My, well, you know, my favorite quote on Austin was Mel Kuyper, who said, man, I wish we could have, he's a Ravens fan. He said, man, I wish we could have kept this guy away from Pittsburgh. So I think that's pretty telling. <laughs> I uh, love it. And there was the another. Wide I was gonna say the wide receiver room is a bunch of characters. Who knows? You know, it, it's uh, it 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 could be fun. I think there's some characters in there. I think Claypool is actually, you know, might be the kind of the heart, the spiritual leader of that room right now. So I think that they're, you know, if you if you loved the Juju era, uh, you might not like the the, the Claypool led <laughs> era. Well, I, I can tell you, Claypool's the mild one now because yeah. I saw some I I saw on Twitter. Man, you got a uh, let's just put put this way, put it this way. George Pickens, man, he's a he's character, not, he's not afraid to just uh be out there. He is who he is, and he's not afraid to be him. Yeah, this guy's a complete character. The the video of, of him watching uh get selected on ESPN, where he has this that full on hood on, which is about to become the hottest thing sold at Dick Sporting Goods. Um <laughs> And he's just staring at his television, watching himself get picked by himself. And he's got some family in the background cheering. But yeah, this guy is off the wall. I love it. 
uh, scrappy. You know, we, uh, we, we all saw the, how physical he is on the field. Uh, did you see him go up against Michigan where does he kind of call it before the snap where he's like, say less, say less. And then he shoves down, uh, you know, Lewis sign over there on Michigan. And I'm just like, wow, this guy's calling his shots. So I don't know if they're going to love that kind of uh, attitude, but they're certainly going to love that kind of heart. Yeah, they, they definitely will. Now, Speaking of Baltimore, you mentioned Mel Kuyper Jr. I think Marlon Humphrey, when he saw the that pick, he was like, oh. <laughs> he had a tweet about, oh, man, I don't want to see this guy twice a year. Yeah, Baltimore had a good – everyone seems to say Baltimore had a, uh, a good draft. Oh, yeah, that was Georgia. Whatever. I saw something. It was either Michigan or Georgia. Thank you, Harley, for uh, correcting me on that. But, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, physical and fearless so let's see uh shane giggles says worst draft outside of wide receivers mitchell better than overrated picket all because he is hometown um okay um these haters of course of course worst draft ever you hey but most researched pick ever as far as kenny pickett goes is what i look at it as most researched pick you know, they knew this guy personally. Uh, and does that mean that they're rooting for him? Uh, maybe, but I, I just say most researched pick, you know, top to bottom, head above the neck, down to uh, below the belt. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, we've got, we've got to see how they go ahead and integrate these guys. Are you wearing a 71 jersey? Yeah, I got myself an Orpheus Roy uh, from the first time around. I love it. <laughs> that is great because you don't see much 71 and that's not a retired number that is absolutely fantastic i think he wore like 55 too didn't he uh he came back the second time around was and was in 93 90 90 something yeah 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 i think he wore 93 when he came back wow an orpheus roy jersey that is that is absolutely fantastic <sighs> brian brown asked did the steelers defense get any better i'm not sure they only had two picks well yeah, I mean, come on. Uh, from defensive starters, like we, we weren't going to draft, we weren't going to draft a starter unless unless we went safety in that second round. We, I'm sorry, unless the Steelers went safety in that second round, you know, with a brisker maybe or something like that. Maybe there was a potential starter, but otherwise, we were uh, Steelers were filling in depth, and uh, I, yeah, you know, certainly the defense isn't any maybe not any better uh, yet on paper, but. It was a pretty high, pretty high threshold to to get better than. And they did make a move on defense. They did address the safety right after the draft. And that's Sean Manahan's question. What's everyone's thoughts now that we signed Kazee in free agency? I kind of don't know what to think about this because it seems like he's the same kind of caliber of player as uh, Edmonds, you know, is it, are they, are they setting up a camp battle there? I know that, uh, you know, our experts there, you know, Dave, I think Schofield said that Kazee is kind of a deep safety or maybe it was Jeffrey Benedict. It was, you know, kind of a deep safety and let's, uh, Terrell Edmonds kind of play closer in the box. I really don't know what to think about this. It, it feels like a depth piece that the Steelers were looking to add in the draft, but I don't know exactly how the depth charts. Well, I don't know. What do you think? You know, I, I'm not sure how it's going to shake out. If you go ahead and look at Dave Schofield's depth piece 
article from the website today. I'm not even sure where he put Cuzzy in there. Uh, I know he was working on that last night right after the draft. I cannot remember, but, you know, it's good to have pieces in there. And it's good to have, I mean, the safeties are a lot stronger than they were two weeks ago now that Edmonds is back in the mix. Now that, uh, now we can just stop talking about the honey badger. Yeah, you know, we really can. I mean, as fans, you know, having Kazee in there, I mean, nobody's going to get rid of Mullet right now or Mallet. I'm sorry. No one's going to get rid of him right now. And no one was excited about him last year. We just didn't know who he was. You know, I'm looking at the comments here. It's like Kazee can play slot. Kazee much better than Edmonds. But then, well, well, how come I, you know, he wasn't on anyone's radar really all through free agency. So, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I still think this is Edmund's spot, a starting spot back there. And yeah, like you said, Arthur Molette, uh, self-proclaimed zero star recruit. Um, maybe this is a, 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 his, his, his battle, the camp battle, because he and Molette there for the slot. And that also answers Arthur Morgan's question, which was, what do you think about the safety they signed today? Um, George Teston asks, who has the best arm out of the QBs? I would think Pickett. Well, you know, some people were saying that Pickett is just Mitch 2.0 or so. you know, not too uh, – I mean, but I don't remember the Steelers throwing a whole lot of 50-yard passes in the Mad Canada offense last year. So I think maybe – what's more important is maybe that arm strength on those 15 yard outs or something, you know, then, you know, maybe a, a deep bomb, uh, especially since, well, now that we've got these speedsters, maybe we are going to be back to big Ben football. I, you know, we'll, let's air it out. We got Claypool, We got, uh, you know, speedy Gonzalez here. Let's, let's do it. Let's, let's play some backyard ball. Monka S says, should the Steelers have drafted a rusher early in case to isn't back gets cut. At some point, Steelers need to move on instead of waiting indefinitely in limbo. I think that's why you brought in DeMarvin. De, well, you know, he's he's DeMarvin Leal is going to, I think, you know, be, I don't know if this year is going to be ready to contribute in, in the way that you would think, you know, to, I don't even think Tuit did that first year. I think the thing to worry about Tuit, all signs are pointing to, you know, coming back. Is, his, is, his, is he in plain shape? I think that... You know, it's been two years without football. So, uh, I, as Colbert himself said, right now it looks like Wormley is slated as starter. Maybe two, it is kind of your your camp back up there. Um, so, I think the D line depth is pretty, you know, pretty good there. Uh, you know, I think there might be a battle between Adams and Tyson uh, in that spot. A camp battle, maybe. You know, uh, uh, they are all getting older and. We saw people like uh, Trey Essex and a lot of the veterans, uh, Brett Kiesel, they were calling for D-line depth to spell Cameron Hayward. Because I think Cam, he didn't want to play as many snaps as he had to this past season. I think he was looking to cut those down in 2021. So there, we are gonna, Steelers are going to have to find a way to spell uh, Cam and... Maybe two it maybe is the one spelling, at least in the first half of the season. I don't know. Who knows? We'll see how that depth chart plays out. I think when you're talking about the defense, they just got deeper in a lot of ways. And I know they just brought two guys in, but the Marvin Leal, he 
he gives you some depth and a look into the future. And we talked about before this draft started, they don't have to be desperate for 2022 in this draft. Like you thought they were going to have to be in January. Now they have an opportunity to, you know, grow some guys and you still have a guy like louder milk. Yeah, exactly. Now, I, yeah. They liked him so much to draft up to get him. I mean, and, and he had to contribute a lot of snaps already as a rookie. That was the thing about this past year. Uh, for as bad as it might have been statistically in some ways, we sure got a lot of young guys, a lot of snaps, and, uh, you know, people like Loudermilk, Dan Moore Jr., uh, Kendrick Green. You know, they, they, got, they got more snaps as rookies than maybe any rookie uh, generation before them. And you got to love a guy like Leal with a chip on his shoulder, which he definitely has one. I love it. Nobody laughed at my joke in the Zoom. We had a Zoom meeting, so um, you might have not been there at that part, but I had a great Pulp Fiction moment when I heard DeMarvin Leal, because the first thing I thought of was, man, accidentally shot Marvin in the face. So, <laughs> And then I'm, th I'm thinking, Leal with cheese. Because they're like, is it DeMarvin Leal? What's his name? It's like Leal. And I'm thinking Leal with cheese. So you've got to give me some Pulp Fiction love on that, right? That should be the shirt, I think. I think that's the t-shirt, the Leal with cheese. And <laughs> it should be, uh, you know, it should be Samuel L. Jackson. Does he take a bite? I don't think they actually have one in the scene. They're just talking about it. No, but he takes the bite. And uh, when... Uh, the big kahuna burger. He takes a bite of that and he goes, mmm, that's a tasty burger. Do you mind if I have a sip of your drink? <laughs> and uh, check out the can big we, brain on Brad. Can we talk about my favorite pick before uh, I know it's the chat show, but can we talk about my favorite pick before yes. we, uh, we have to go? Uh, and Sherry Richards brings it up there uh, from the, the linebacker from Old Miss in the seventh round. Robinson, I just love the story. Mark Robinson transferred from in like three transfers. Like the one school stopped giving out football scholarships, so he transferred to another school. And then that school, like COVID, shut down the school, so he walked on to Old Miss. And then they were like, "Well, we don't want you to play running back. Switch to linebacker." And then he still got drafted. Can you imagine that phone call? I, I hope it was I hope it was Coach T, but uh, you know, someone from the Steelers called him up. And that had to be a special moment. I hope they get to ask Mark Robinson about that. I don't expect him to be on the field anytime soon. Look, if Buddy, if Buddy Johnson couldn't get on the field, I'm not expecting Mark Robinson to. But I hope he can stay on the practice squad for a few seasons and uh, and stick it out because he is. You know, uh, here's Travis comparing him to Vince Williams. He certainly seems to have the heart of Vince Williams. I remember when when Vince Williams uh, was was named full-time starter, uh, you know, in the, in the preseason and people were kind of shaking their heads and he came out with that hype tape and he got quicker. You know, I, I, you don't see too many men get quicker at like 26 than they were at 21. But, uh, you know, I hope that Mark Robinson has those Vince William vibes. And he was a late pick, probably one of the better picks in that 2013. It's a bad draft for every NFL team, 2013. And as far and Mark Robinson, no one knows who he is. No, like no one had a, a draft profile on him. You couldn't Google him. Google didn't know. Old Miss, I think. I think they had to call up the coach. Is this guy on the team? Yeah, I love <laughs> it. No one knew who he was. But ninety-three tackles. Yeah, yeah. It comes in, becomes a linebacker. Ninety-three tackles in the SEC. That's not bad. Not bad at all. Brian Brown, how many undrafted players will get invited to Steelers training camp? 
uh, looks like about 10 right now. But then they do that thing where they they'll do some invites to to the uh the rookie mini camp. That's where we got Tuzar Skipper on the Steelers. That's where we got a Steeler named Doc Hodges. So there you go. Yeah. There'll be one or two guys that get the invite from that, you know, mini camp. I don't know anything about them. As far as the undrafted, it seems they really have some uh, some interest in that running back enough to give him the guaranteed money. So maybe that's where I see people, you know, people are asking, what are we going to do about the, you know, nausea in the, in the, in the depth chart there? Maybe uh, they got two back on those undrafted uh, guys that maybe they're looking there to uh, at least do camp battle. I don't know what the running back room is currently. I don't know who's under contract. Is, is Benny under contract? I don't know what's going on. Benny Snow is still under contract. And because he was a 2018 yeah, yeah. yeah, I believe Benny is still under contract. Did he come in in 18 or 19? He came in in 19. So he has I can't even I can't remember now. The good yeah. thing about the, the, the COVID era with these rule changes is the practice squad is opened up to a lot more people. So we can stash, uh, you know, some more of these guys. I, I really like that. Although, as people were saying in the chat, yeah, you know, people are going to be – who's going to be the next two-jar skipper, you know – nabbed out of the practice squad or or roche yeah right hey you know i guess that's the chance you take but um absolutely yeah and you know that the practice squad's making it easier for not just teams but giving guys an extra chance rumor has it that the steelers are looking at putting greg benevent on the practice squad this year too your partner on what ian's talking about he would be a a free safety he yeah you could put him (laughs) out there He'd be good at directing traffic. He'd be like, over there, the ball, the ball's over there. Go ahead. <laughs> Sean Manahan wants to know, is there a spot for Kendrick Green on this depth chart for O-line? Look, uh, I don't think the fans li- are going to like this at all, but Kendrick Green is your reigning starter. So I think he- you have to defer to him, in at least in camp battle. I think he is your presumed uh, starter, and – is, look, everything they told him going into the offseason was, we might, we're, we're going to keep you at center. We're not going to move you to guard. So I think this battle coming into camp is going to be real interesting. It looks like you've got like three or four dogs and two, two or three bones, as the analogy goes. So there's enough for everyone to eat. Uh, Kendrick Green's going to have to keep his spot, but I think going into camp, he is the presumed starter. He's got the snaps. He's got the snaps there. 4TL Music Group, my man, 4TL. I'm rooting for my man LeGlue and Dotson this year. And does Banner come back close to camp for vet minimum? That's an interesting thing. I, what about Banner if he's healthy? You bring him in, he's probably going to want to come in, be anywhere on the cheap just to get a spot. Offensive tackle seems to be one of the spots that, not that they, not that the Steelers neglected or ignored, but could have addressed and didn't in the draft. So, yeah, why not bring back, uh, you know, Banner on the cheap? It's uh, one of those August signings. When people start getting hurt across the league in camp, we see a lot more action as far as veteran goes. Um, but, you know, uh, LeGlue is in the mix. I hope he, you know, earns his hat. He certainly earned his roster spot last season. And Dotson, of course, we don't, you know, it's not exactly sure what is up for Dotson. I think there's 
I think all five of these spots, maybe not the tack, maybe the tackles are the most secure and uh, everything else could be up for grabs. And as far as the third tackle, is it Haig currently? So yeah, maybe Banner, maybe Banner is an upgrade there. You never know. I just hope Liglu sticks. Yeah. I'm sorry. I had to do that joke. I apologize. <laughs> what about Buddy Johnson? Well, you know, he didn't see the, he didn't see the field. Um, so that it's going to be a challenge. That inside linebacker room is packed right now and with a lot of special teamers too, with Buddy and Marcus Allen and um, who else? Might I think? UG3 is in there. Um, and not to, you know, don't forget the starters, Miles Jack and Bush and uh, Spillane is still in there. There's just, there's a lot of players for not a lot of positions. I don't know exactly how the, this linebackers room are going to play out. Um, what do they, they, uh, they usually keep 10 in total. Is that, is that sound right? Something like nine or 10? It's, a, it's usually four and five, but it just depends what you're doing with the other stables there. So there's a lot, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of players and not a lot of, certainly not a lot of um, starting snaps. Those seem to be locked up in the form of Miles Jack and Devin Bush, you would think, Spillane. Um, and then you got three special teamers and Buddy. So I don't know, you know, I, it, it, I guess it really depends on that second year jump that Coach T always talks about. But hey, what special teams will make you? And we yeah. saw that with James Harrison. What he did on special teams gave him every opportunity. I want a one-word answer on this next one. It's Johnny Bravo again. And, you know, I'm a big Pens fan. Are the Penguins winning the Stanley Cup? No. 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 I don't think they get out of the first round, and it hurts me to say. But I hope I'm wrong. I hope so, yeah. How do you think – this is a good one. How do you think the Steelers will use Cam Sutton – in the slot or one of the outside spots that, you know, it seems like a lot of fans are down on Cam Sutton, but yeah, I think he could be an outside guy with, with a spoon. And we still, you know, we like, like we don't know what exactly we have with the new corner. Um, I would think that again, because he is the incumbent that Cam Sutton uh, is your you know camp starter de facto roster starter? Uh, does he play the slot? Everything I seem to hear, I'm not an expert on this, like uh, Jeffrey Benedict or in something like that. But everything I seem to hear is that Sutton can't play the slot. So uh, uh, you know, I don't know what the I don't know what the deal is there. I'm not the expert on that. Sherry Richards thinks Chris Steele is a steal at cornerback. What do you think? Don't know much about Chris, but I like the idea of him. There's again, that's another room that's starting to get crowded because you also got James Pierre and Justin Lane. So, you know, someone's not gonna someone's not gonna make the the roster. Um, and uh, I guess that, I guess that will tell us. You know, uh, most we'll find out more. We'll find out more in camp. Stay tuned. Monka asked, "Do the Steelers need to send another veteran wide receiver? One injury to Deontay Johnson or Claypool, and then that wide receiver." room is looking really weak and experienced i think that Bacon and anthony miller are there for kyle yeah you know i and i think miller is uh, probably higher on in on the coach's depth chart than the fans and as far as you know he's put up a resume he's got the tape um Boykin, I don't know. I, I think he's kind of special teams only. But then again, I've, you know, I, I thought that about 
to Hayward Bay, and there's times when he had to put his hat on, you know. And um, uh, if you're if you make that wide receiver room, I guess you're you're gonna you're gonna have to line up at some point during the season. Lloyd Lasky wants to know how many vet free agents are out there regarding DBs. I, don't I think, think there's too many, but yeah, I mean, I, I think. Uh, I think yeah, Mr. I think uh, Joe good. Hayden, I'd bring him back for just for the above the neck. Everyone says, "Why bring Joe Hayden back?" Just for the above the neck. It's it's a it's a young group. Uh, it's a young team in general, and uh, the more leaders, the better. If he goes into June or July and no one's sniffing at him, and you go say, "Hey, Joe, vet minimum, what do you think? You want to stay in Pittsburgh? You want to?" see will come in for a year and maybe you could turn it into something else why not it's at this point it's going to be about a passion to play because it's not about the money if, and if and if you're trying to if you're using that as a uh you know as like a chip of respect a, you know a, a contract uh then you know he's pretty he may not come back to pittsburgh but if he still has the heart to play then the only team you're going to want to play for is pittsburgh you're not going to want to try to you know, start all over again in Cincinnati or something. So I, I see it. I could see it in the cards if his heart is in the game. All right. So this is a, we're getting ready to wrap things up real quick, but there's a few that I want to bring in here. And man, I lost the one that I thought it was really good. So I'm just going to say it. Oh, here it is. Arthur Morgan. We're going to find out this at 4 PM tomorrow. Are they picking up Bush's fit here? Apparently not, but as we saw with the Edmonds negotiations, uh, that doesn't rule them out for you know the future. Um, it, you know, but I, if you but if they did sign him and said, hey, you know, we just got to because we don't want to take a chance on what could be without him, I'd be fine for that too. I'm fine with that. You know, so I'm going to do some production for you, some pre-production for what Ian's talking about. Vinny Vidi Vici was at it today when somebody was asking about Bush and he's like, yes, yes, they need to pick that up. Basically. Yeah. I, I can't remember, but it was very pro Bush. Vinny, not afraid to, that's one guy that's not afraid to say his opinion. Russ, interesting. The picket is already getting number eight when that's Carl Joseph's number. Carl Joseph wasn't around as much to have that number. And you have to assign those number one picks right away. Numbers so that the league can start selling those jerseys. You know, Carl Joseph will be lucky to make the team. Let's hope that, yeah, Kevin Colbert still has Carl Joseph's number on his phone. Yeah. So, I mean, I and that's not a slight, but you, some guys take priority. Now, they, I have a feeling that they throw money, like Pickett will throw some money his way. You know, like, thanks for the jersey. I know you had it. You know, they do stuff like that. I still like Green, says Lasky, at, at Lloyd Lasky, excuse me. At worst, he'll provide depth on Iola. IOL, he could win a starting guard job. Any thoughts? We already talked 100%. about that. 100%. 100%. That's, that's spot on. Best take of the night. 100%. It's a win-win situation. Yeah, You know, the, the thing about... We don't know their plans and we don't know what they're promising, but I do know one thing that we love players and hate players in a different way that the Steelers love and dislike players. You know, they know what they love and they see the stuff up, up close every single day. So what we think that they want, like when for months we were talking about how much they want Tyler Linderbaum. No. 
And we said it for, I mean, a few of us said it first, they don't want Tyler Leonard bomb that bad because they've already promised they they've said nothing about moving him to guard to him in his exit interview, according to Kendrick green. So just interesting stuff. Um, they went through the trenches this past year with that O-line. Uh, and now it's like a deeper brotherhood. You know, it, it's like, it's, uh, you know, it reminds me of like the movie 1917. It's like, after we went through that, now you want to break us up? Like, no, they're, they're, they're going to stay together for a while. This, this line. I did not see where Isaiah Palomoa went. That's uh, um, it was, question. It was in the Slack chat. He did in somewhere. He, he got, he got, uh, yeah, he did. It's in, the, it's in our Slack comp- chat. I want to make a comment on on that. There was no way he was signing with the Steelers as an undrafted free agent. The only reason he, he would have been coming on to Pittsburgh is if they drafted him. Keep in mind that everybody thinks that just because his uncle or his cousin, I, I can't remember what Troy is to him. I think it's an uncle. But just because he was there doesn't mean that he's going to come on too. And the thing is, Troy's still not completely over the way they treated him on the way out. I, it's getting better, but that doesn't mean that you're just going to absolutely go there. Um, I will say this right now. The last thing I'm going to say here, I, I want to bring this comment up. Ron Chess, good friend of the show. Brian, inside linebacker, seventh round, I think is Brian Flores' project. Man, you've got to be excited about anybody with Brian Flores because all these questions about, hey, where's Cam going to play? Uh, Cam Sutton. What are they going to do with these guys? Are they going to move guys around? Man, he's a Mr. Wizard, Kyle. I, I think Brian Flores being in there, he is going to get into the lab and he's going to come up with some stuff that we haven't seen before. It was nice to see him come out for the press conference, uh, you know, for that pick. It showed that, you know, that he is, because it's, it's still kind of unclear, you know, what exactly is the division of labor, but, you know, he's going to be in there with those, uh, with those linebackers and, uh, Hey, maybe it's the new. Uh, could it be the return of the LeBeau type of era defense? That seems to be what you know. What we're what we're saying, you know, with with the this quarterback room of Mitch or Mace or Kenny, is that we're going to depend on our defense to shut it down, like we we've done in the in the dynasties of past, and have an offense that can get the job done. You know, we're not we're not gonna we're not gonna be putting up. Uh, Kurt Warner numbers this year on offense. I'm not expecting that, but with this defense, who you know, special things could be happening. Absolutely, and take a look at the stats for 2004 Ben's rookie year. They were pedestrian. His stats were not great because they protected him. They had a, a great defense, and they had a running back, uh, a running back tandem actually that could go ahead and move the ball. And they were able to let him settle in. And the next year started airing it out. So I'm really not too concerned if, if Kenny Pickett even starts this year and doesn't have amazing numbers because that's learning on the job. But what you do want to see from a guy like him is if he could have the type of wins, the type of record that Ben Roethlisberger had, then you're in pretty good shape. You know, the most stable franchise, uh, the most tenured coach. Um, you know, this is the, it's a perfect situation for Kenny. And 
you know, I, I, I'm looking at it as the rebuild is over. Let's, I'm, I'm looking at it as we're just in the mix with all these other teams. Who, uh, you know, Lamar who? Who cares? Uh, Deshaun Watson who? Uh, you know, I'm, uh, this team's ready to mix it up. Yeah, you you have your guys. You don't have to. There's no guessing. There's second guessing, but there's no <laughs> guessing right now. With that being said, you know, the podcast producer is going to send me some emails and yell at me um, for going way over time. But I know him. I've seen him naked in the mirror because it's me. So um, I think I've got some I think I'll have some words for him. But with that, Kyle, plug what you've got going on. This Thursday on What Jin's Talking About, we've, we have the results of Mock the Mock all offseason. We've been tallying, you know, over 270 mock drafts. And we're going to finally tell you who is mockable and who is unmockable uh, as, as far as deserving your mock draft attention. I love it. I uh, I tune in as always. You should too. And tune in to BTSC for all of your Pittsburgh Steeler needs. Man. You know how many shows we ran this weekend? It was it was just incredible. It was we ran so many. We had a great my gosh, we broke a download record on Friday by 6500 downloads. So, that was our best download day ever and it wasn't in season. And we usually do so much better in season. So, you know, we are here for you with every pick. You got to hear what different members of BTSC were saying about it. And we had all of the news first. Uh, we had Dave after every single draft pick. And he, if you haven't had a chance to hear the roundtables, or if you haven't had a chance to hear the breaking news stories, when those started, they're all on the audio platform, wherever you download your favorite podcast, you can just go ahead and type in BTSC and you should be good to go. So Kyle, I appreciate you. Thank, Thank you. you so I appreciate you. Orpheus Roy jersey. That just made my day. I, I'm wearing Dermonti today. Okay. But, but, I mean, that's a Hall of Famer. Orpheus Roy, that's some good stuff. I'm, <laughs> I'm a big fan of that. That's awesome. So, for Kyle, my name is Brian Anthony Davis. To quote my hero, Casey Kasem, keep your feet on the ground and keep reaching for the hypocycloids. We'll see you next week. Take it easy. Stop and check it out.